Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're here to review the Disney Plus original series, Moon Knight. And this TV series stars Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector slash Moon Knight. Uh, May Kalamawi, I think that's how you say it, as Layla. Gasparard something as Antard Mugart. I'm just going to go over just the... (laughs) Really, the main characters here. <laughs> Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. Um, those are the three main people. I mean, there's some other people that show up here and there, but yeah, and we got some other, you know, animal-looking characters. But I, I couldn't tell you what their names are, their real names. Um, but essentially, this TV series about Stephen Grant. Also, this is Moon Knight, Stephen Grant, and mercenary Mark Spector investigate the mysteries of the egyptian gods from inside the same body so what did you get from the tv series moon Knight? so i look at the moon every night now and i think about him playing across it um because of this tv show i enjoyed it moon Knight is not in my opinion a super popular character i'm definitely not that mainstream but um was glad they took the time to make a show about him for sure. And the way they did it, I th- I really enjoyed um, the psychological aspect of it all. Um, so that was cool. Getting out of New York, getting out of LA um, for a show for a Marvel piece was nice, right? Seeing some different landscapes, going to the Middle East um, and those kinds of things. And then just Oscar Isaac's performance, um, I thought was, it got better every episode. I agree. Um, it, it it really reminded me of um, what's his name from Split, uh, also Professor hey. X. Um, his name all the time. <laughs> well, it it really reminded me of that. Uh, I'm gonna look him up real quick, but yeah, he had a really great performance, Oscar Isaac, and I'm seeing him in some other James things. James McAvoy. Yes, James McAvoy. It reminded me of that because he have different personalities. Um, being played by one person and he plays it so well. I mean, just even different accents. It's really good. Um, at first, I would say that I didn't really enjoy it. Well, I did enjoy it, but I was like, man, I'm confused here. There's so many things I really don't know about his character. Now, I knew that he had different personalities. I didn't really know that mm-hmm. much about his powers, but if you come into this show without any prior knowledge, I think you will be a little confused. I don't think you, ha- you need to know anything else about the Marvel Universe because this is really, mm-hmm. you know, its own thing. And I, and I think right. Marvel is definitely taking a risk with this show. I mean, this is kind of way out there. Um, but I did enjoy the psychological aspect of it. Um, you just got one person or one body with three different, oh, two different personalities. <laughs> um, but um, I enjoyed it the second time around because I understood it more and kind of okay. got, got a grasp of things. Because um, at first I was like, eh, you know, I am liking the things about this, but there's so many things I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but episode five, when we got there, when we learned more about the, the backstory of where he came from, why he is who he is that one was really good yeah it definitely made it a whole lot deeper than i thought it was going to be which was um nice to see um but it was i didn't know what kind of show was going to be i think mar was in a really good job at making these shows so not what you think they're going to be in the first couple episodes which is nice, um, but I'm glad it's the turn that it did um, and made it almost this, not quite psychological thriller, but 
um, Indiana Jones style adventure um, with a few superpowers tied in there. I like the inclusion of um, of so, so focusing so much on Egyptian gods and how that influences um, Moon Knight as a character. Uh, and I think um, was interesting to see. I don't think I got as much of that from the comics uh, or, or other things about Moon Knight's character. Khonshu, um, a very, probably the biggest character who's not just a person in this, um, uh, who kind of will, I guess, explain how it's related to Mark. Um, I enjoy it a lot as well. Um, for the voice acting alone, but also the character uh, and the way that, the way that it all went. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I kind of got some Venom vibes, but in a better way. <laughs> yeah. Because you have another entity who is inside of somebody else's body, almost like this symbiotic relationship. Um, really good. Played off each other really well. And really, we don't know who he is at first. Khonshu. Um, this, uh, well, Egyptian god. And they use people as avatars to you know kind of get around and um do their things or there's more than one but Kanshu mm-hmm. is the biggest one that we follow in this show but um any other thoughts before we get into spoilers no i said let's go for it all right so um <clears throat> pretty much we start off with uh steven steven grant he is this this guy who works in a gift shop at a museum, but he knows a lot about, you know, a lot a lot about the Egyptian gods and all that history. Um, so he's really doing more than his job entails. He's just supposed to work at the gift shop, but his boss is not really having any of it and tells him to just, you know, just do your job. Um, I need you to show up on time. And Stephen, he's actually having trouble at home with just getting getting sleep so um he ties himself up to his bed put sand on the floor i'm not sure why he did that did they say why he put sand on the floor so so they they don't end the series but um people have interpreted it and pretty much it would be his way of tracking if he had got up that night there'd be footprints in the sand okay i got you i guess it can also relate to the character because you know they oh yeah got in the desert yeah, a lot definitely the, the reason they chose sand to do that um my my thought process was i mean if you're sleepwalking you're not necessarily stupid and if you're tied up if you can get out of that chain i think you'd figure out how to get on the sand if you didn't want to be caught um saying so no that was the most effective way of trying to see if he was sleepwalking or not but that's what he did yeah um he was just trying to figure out like why am i so tired um and, you know, I think I'm not sure if he he had seen himself in a different place at this point, but, um, you know, he's starting. He, he goes back to work, um, meets this woman who's pretty interested in him. She asks him out on, on, on a date. And then he's supposed to go on that date the next day, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, turns out he ends up somewhere else, <laughs> some some different place. Um, I'm trying to remember the order of things, but, uh, so I think in that episode, he, um, just agrees to go out on the date and then, um, I'm not sure there's a lot of jumps in the beginning. I think that's like the end of that episode. I think he ends up in Egypt fighting before that. He doesn't know how he got there, but you mean before the date? I think so. Okay. I can't remember if it was before or after. One thing about this show is really the timeline of events is, is very tricky to follow in the first like three episodes. I think on purpose, obviously, because we have an unreliable narrator in um, in Stephen because he just jumps places and he sleepwalks, he thinks, to places or he wakes up, realizes he misses things. Um, so you don't really know what day it is or what is actually real which was kind of difficult to grasp from the beginning. And as I'm thinking about how to tell the story and sum it all up, um, it's hard to remember the order. (laughs) Yeah, definitely in the beginning. I mean, that's what I had trouble with in the beginning. 
that's why I wasn't really understanding it. Mm. Um, but the second time around, I definitely got more of it. Um, I mean, the order of things, I'm still not remembering all of it, but um, pretty much he does go back and, you know, think he's on time for his date and he's looking around and he calls the woman and then she's like, uh, lose my number. You know, the date was supposed to be a couple of days ago, but now you want to call me back because she called him multiple times Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just confused on wait a minute, I thought this was Friday, but it's actually Sunday. And he's asking all kinds of people. I think the way that he's able to kind of figure out or get a lead on what day it is, because um, there was a goldfish that he had. And I think that's the name of the episode, Goldfish Problem or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he bought the goldfish, it had one fin or tail or whatever. And um, when he came back and saw it again, it had two. (laughs) <laughs> and whenever I went back to watch this, they put a lot of emphasis on the goldfish. And I did not realize yeah. that. <laughs> not mm-hmm. at first. They kept lingering on him in the shot. Yeah. Um, but pretty much he feels like he's losing his mind. And um, oh, yeah, you are right. I'm just fast forwarding through it. But yeah, so he did end up in this place where he didn't know where he was before he went back home and was on a date um because actually i think he thought it was a dream where he was yeah and um this is when we first see ethan hawk and he has like some kind of staff and uh steven he sees him use it and pretty much ethan hawk is he's kind of like this guy who's trying to purify the world in a way in his own eyes and he ends up <clears throat> judging this woman and killing her because I guess of maybe she may be impure or unbalanced because that's one thing that they talk about balancing the scales. Um, and then uh, the next scene we see, he's waking up. Um, also, there is a fight scene in here where he's kind of he's blacking out in between mm-hmm. moments which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought it was a good way to show it. Yeah. Uh, and I think we do get our first look of Khonshu in this, but he doesn't know exactly who he is or if it's other people around him that are talking to him. Right. We hear this voice in his head. Yes. Um, he's really confused, um, but he goes through this whole sequence and he wakes up thinking it's a dream. And I thought it was too. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, he goes back home, gets cursed out by the woman. And then that's when we kind of get more into, uh, the confusion with Steven. Um, he's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. Are these people real? Like, are these dreams that I'm having real? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, we, so also Ethan Hawke. I think he shows up at the beginning of the first episode and he's he puts he, he breaks some glass mm-hmm. and then puts it in his sandals and then steps right. on it and walks away. <laughs> I don't know if that ever really came back around. I don't know why he did. We that. never talked about it or we um, the show never <laughs> the show never actually talked about it. But um, yeah, this man was in pain every day by choice. <laughs> I think it's. I, I interpreted it as like a form of a form of punishment to himself because maybe he didn't feel like he was worthy or the good person that he was judging other people to be. So as almost like his penance is is walking on glass. What I was more curious about is why his footsteps weren't in blood. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Um, I think it, it might have been the last episode, but in a kind of like dream sequence, his feet are bleeding. I don't know if that has oh, anything to do with it. Because you remember near the end um, when uh, Steven slash Mark, they're trying to wake up and then he, we see um, blood footprints on, oh, on yeah. the floor. Then we finally see the footprints, you're right. Yeah, but I don't know if that really, how does that connect? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just, 
I feel like a lot of that those sequences, which again is why it's like, is this a reliable narrator or not? Because he at times knows things that maybe he shouldn't know. Um, but in my my thought process was, um, and this is really getting into the towards the end of things, but in where they were, that place was like a place where it is possible to um, to cast your beliefs onto things and make them reality. Um, so he knew this one fact about this person. Um, so that's how they showed up in that thought, if that makes sense, without like giving away more of what's at the end, but kind of what you interpret things to be, that's how they are. Almost like when you are dreaming, sometimes I feel like if there's something that sticks out in your mind, maybe it's a facial feature or a car you saw earlier or something you really want, it can be really exaggerated in the dream. Um, more so than it is in real life. So maybe he did know in some way that that was a thing, that his feet were in glass. So when he projected that thought into that space, the feet were bleeding, right? Reflecting what he's seeing um, where his thought process was. But that's also assuming that any of this was actually real. Because <laughs> still, you don't really know if no. any of this is actually what happened. You get a little more clarity at the end, like, okay, this is what really happened, but it's still the eyes of an unreliable narrator who has other identities that we don't meet. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. But I think by the end of the first episode, we do get the other personality, which is Mark mm -hmm. Spector. Mark. Mark. I really can't you kept saying it. Give Mark control. <laughs> oh, you fool, Stephen. Mark. <laughs> I just like the way he kept saying it over and over again. Yeah, that's that's Kanshu <laughs> being played by maybe Kareem El Hakim. Maybe. Maybe that's how you say it. Um but yeah, I did like that character. Um I think his power is a little vague. So he does give <laughs> the <laughs> the person he's like sharing a body with, you know, the moon knight powers. Right. But he can also change the night sky and yes. then cover up the sun. I don't so it's, <laughs> it's like a blending of real Egyptian um, beliefs and Marvel comics. Because at, at, the, at the, the base level thing, Kanchu is the god of the night sky, god of the moon, so he can control the moon. Well, if you're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what else can that control? Well, the moon controls the sky and the sky controls time and the moon controls um the moon controls water patterns and all this kind of stuff so his powers are much much greater than you would think the moon can hide the sun so um yeah it's interesting how they expand upon that yeah um because he does have to change the the daytime sky and the nighttime sky to fit a certain constellation that they saw one night. But um, right. yeah, his, his power is a little vague. Um, I don't know if they're like fully explained in this show, um, but Moon Knight is a pretty good fighter in this show. Um, he has a little kind of like crescent moon on his uh, suit that he can pull off and throw and everything, almost like a boomerang. I feel um, like this is Batman with the excuse that he has powers, so that's why he can't die. <laughs> well, I've heard people compare him to Batman, but this is not Batman. No, not, this is not, an actual superhero. Right. <laughs> I'm not downplaying either character. I'm just saying they're very different. Um, the only thing they might have in common is being a darker character and having right. a cape. <laughs> <laughs> right right i guess you're right um living two different lives maybe you could argue but this is still deeper than batman um from my understanding in the comics batman or uh moon knight and his personalities one of them is much more closer to that of bruce wayne um, but still a different type of thing they're still very different heroes um but the closest to each other if you had to do a head-to-head -head. the bat batarang and the and the, i don't know the crest you can throw um but i mean moon knight he's bulletproof he's he can be resurrected um 
he can control the night sky with Kanchu, you know. Yeah, he has some stuff going on. Um, it's another one of those cases as to where the cinematic universe is getting so big, you know, all these extra characters, not extra characters, but like original characters. Um, crime is different. Like Moon Knight wouldn't stop a robber. But would Batman, he stop right? anybody really? He could, but would he? But by the end of this, I don't think he's much of a hero. That's how. That's what I'm about to say. He's not that kind of a hero. He is a man with superpowers who can do super things against people who he deems are bad. So I guess he's a superhero. But you're not gonna scream for Moon Knight when your house is on fire. <laughs> he's not coming. He's not, he's not the kind of hero. He might be Stephen. Sorry, that was Patricia. Like he's he's not always on like that. No. Um... And that's why he doesn't want this. <laughs> Depending on what personality is, you know, right. active. Um, but yeah, we do get to meet Mark Spector. And uh, pretty much we don't know if he's actually real or not. He starts talking to uh, Stephen through glass in any kind of reflection mm-hmm. and um, telling him, you know, let me get the body. Um, <laughs> I can explain everything. Because <clears throat> uh, Stephen, he doesn't really know about this whole Moon Knight thing, and he's he's still trying to figure things out. Right. But then uh, this woman randomly comes up uh, after he he he's trying to figure things out and sees the reflection talking back to him as Mark. He runs away, and also I think Kanshu might be chasing him at this point. Um, saying maybe give the body to Mark, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but he runs into this woman on the street and it's this woman that knows him, but he doesn't know her. Uh, mm-hmm. She says that he's his husband or her husband. And he's like, what? I have a wife. But she's thinking of Mark, Mark Spector. But this is Stephen who is talking right. to her. So he's so confused. He doesn't want anything to do with whatever she's talking about because she's talking about, oh, you went off and did this thing without me. You're only this far away. Why didn't you contact me? I've been trying to call you. Um, and the reason why she knew where he was was because he got this um, this uh, track phone, you know, <laughs> that uh, he just opened it just to see what it was, just trying to figure things out. Um, but she kind of catches them up on what they kind of been doing. And then all of a sudden there is, uh, some FBI agents, they come in looking for, um, I guess it was Steven, but maybe they were also looking for the, the woman too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they take them in and he's thinking that they actually are FBI agents, but they're actually associated with Ethan Hawke and that, and that crew who are judging people based on if their skills are balanced. Um, and this is when we get the whole, you know, uh, summon the suit. I think that's the name of the episode. Um, the mm. suit is the Moon Knight suit. And uh, there's two different kinds of suits, depending on the personality. Because <laughs> yeah. Steven, he's never done it before. And he gets an actual suit, like a tux. With no hood, but um, kind of me the mask. <laughs> with Jim Carrey, that's exactly what it reminded me of. <laughs> what if he started started with like some cartoonish, rubbery, or like jumping he got around in the face one time, his jaw just falls out a little bit, and he got to like knock it back <laughs> in. <laughs> his jaw was out of place, I think, one time when he fell. I think it was. But he was he he wasn't Moon Knight at the time. Like he he was just either Mark or Steven. Um, but they're kind of fighting for control of the body. And, um, this is when we learn a little bit more about Kanshu and, uh, he's kind of talking to him and tell him, Hey, we need Mark to control the body so we can, uh, stop Ethan Hawke. Uh, what, what's his name? Um, um, Har- Arthur Harrow. Yes. Arthur yeah. Harrow. Yeah, because 
Uh, Ethan Hawke, he wants to release this other Egyptian god called Amit, who is encased in stone and has been for a long time. Um, but Kanshu, he's pretty much the only one on Earth because um, they do have this meeting with the other Egyptian gods who have their own avatars. But pretty much those Egyptian gods don't really um, bother themselves with human affairs. They promised themselves a long time ago, you know, we're just not going to do that. We're just here to kind of watch over them um, from afar through these people. Um, but Kanshu looks like the only one who's pretty active. And he has now chosen um, Stephen slash Mark as his avatar. But he also had Ethan Hawke as an avatar at once. Um, but Ethan Hawke is holding a big grudge against him. He wants to just obliterate Khonshu and make him suffer and put him back in stone. Um, but Khonshu is brought to the little council of other Egyptian gods to, um, to be heard because he wants, he wants to tell them that Arthur Harrow is actually trying to release Amit, Amit, a really dangerous Egyptian god. Also, how is Ethan Hawke just able to just go in there just like any old person? You know, because he does just come in there like key. nothing. I have to leave confidence is key. He said, "I know these halls. <laughs> I graduated it last year." I'm but he's alum. but he's not possessed by anybody. Like you, I, I would. Think I guess that. the other gods just acknowledge his presence and know him because of what he's doing because of the staff. Because the avatars don't know him. Um, I mean, they do. But I, I feel like they should have some, kind, some, some type of, like, I don't know, um, awareness of, like, what are you doing with this uh, staff? You know, this... Yeah, they this, were gullible. <laughs> like Almost this, as gullible as, um, <laughs> as someone in, a, in a, another review will do. Oh yeah, Not being the most powerful, uh, <laughs> smartest in the world. <laughs> yeah, oh. but I- I'm just saying, like he shouldn't be able to just walk in there just like he's another Egyptian god, no. and then he has this powerful tool being that's that belongs to this other Egyptian god who's encased in stone. Like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> and also, do they only have control over? another egyptian god when it comes to counseling because mm. when when um uh Kanshu was speaking on his behalf you know he was he was about to swing on arthur but then they stopped him with just like some kind of i don't know electrical power in his hand yeah. <laughs> so um it seems like the gods are lazy <laughs> they really don't care to be involved or do anything on earth anymore they're kind of done with that um but they poke the head out every now and again just make people aren't going crazy or make sure um the other gods they deem as not good gods are out doing terrible things but somehow they this guy who's a devout worshiper can just because he knows a few buzzwords like conchu <laughs> doing too much like there should be more questions they should not have just believed him. Definitely. Particularly knowing that he was a former avatar. Unless they didn't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, the very gullible. I also wonder about Osiris particularly because he was kind of a head god. Um, you know, bald guy was the <laughs> avatar. And Osiris, we hear his name towards the end of the series a lot um, because of Mark's journey. Um, I feel like Osiris would be able to know something is going on because of what's happening in front of his own gates. Like it's happening quicker at the end, but Arthur was out there killing people, judging them before their time. And uh, no one was saying anything. He walked in their chambers and they didn't know. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a point where I think after he gets Amit's power, he just walks in there and just destroys them like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but I guess they don't really care that much. I guess they have other duties 
<laughs> like we got other dimensions to worry about um yeah y'all over here i got a whole other situation in this other dimension uh, <laughs> we, got, we got a sorcerer and a witch going crazy um <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little copy of mine I, i'm not i'm not even really here right <laughs> an astral projection i got okay um but uh yeah, so Kanshu, you know, he's talking on his behalf because he's trying to stop Arthur Harrow from um, releasing Amit. Uh, but they don't believe him. And um, they're like, control the sky one more time and we'll encase you in stone, Kanshu. Um, and then they also try to get a word from the person, the actual person. Um, I think it was Mark that started talking. Um, and they see that this is a very conflicted person that doesn't really know who they are. And, um, Arthur Harrow, he says that this is why Kanshu picked him because he's vulnerable and he, and he can really control him. Right. Um, but you know, they kind of go their separate ways. Arthur Harrow, he gets off and, uh, Mark slash, uh, what's his name? Steven try to find another way to stop him um because there's also this kind of like a compass called the scarab that's leading them to uh the tomb of Amit because they need to find it um and it kind of goes back and forth but it ends up in the hands of arthur harrow and his group and they are pretty much ahead of the game but now uh Kanshu and now mark um and also the wife, uh, oh, Wendy Spector. Didn't really look like her in that picture. Fernanda Andrade, maybe. Um, yeah. So they go along to try to find Emmett's tomb before Arthur Harrow. And uh, she knows some people. She finds this guy. I really don't remember his name, but. <laughs> He knows something and they're trying to uh, decipher this uh, little constellation thing. But he's the, the guy that they go to is, is really interested to see why she's come to him now. Um, mm -hmm. And Mark is the one in control of the body. Um, but Stephen is the really smart one and, and, and knows all the Egyptian history. So he needs to kind of change to uh figure it out but throughout this whole thing they're all they're both fighting for control of the body because steven he doesn't want anything to do with this he just wants to go home talk to his mother um but mark he's like you know just let me get this one thing done and you'll never hear from me again and i thought that was very interesting you know mm -hmm. this this fight for control of the body with Kanshu just over there being the um the little devil on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And, and, to, and to Arthur's point, um, he, I mean, he is being taken advantage of. He's a very fractured human being um, who doesn't really have a grip on his own life. Um, and Kanchu being another voice in his head really isn't helping. Not at all. Um, he really is taking advantage of him. But, uh, I guess I'll fast forward some and they they're able to find the tomb before uh, Arthur Harrow and his group. But right as they're getting well, the, the little encased Amets, uh, that's when Arthur Harrow and his group show up and they end up beating him up and then they kill Arthur. I mean, they, they kill Mark Spector and at this point, I was thinking, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't think they were actually kill him. Um, but his girlfriend was also, oh, his wife was also there, but she hid behind something. But they took the stone and then um, released Amit and took over the other Egyptian gods' little area so they could get Amit to be released completely in full view. Um, but then we also see the next step after dying for Mark and Stephen. And that's when we see this uh, 
Big Hippo. No, actually, before that, it's more of kind of like a psychiatric hospital. He's mm-hmm. talking to Ethan Hawke as a psychiatrist, and he's confused on where he is. He looks like he's pretty drugged up. Um, but then he he sees different memories, past memories of his life. And he's still confused because some of these things he doesn't remember. Um, and some things he does. But then he comes across a tomb and opens it. Um, I'm trying to remember which personality we were following at first, but I think we were Mark first and he found Stephen. Okay, so yes. So he's he found Stephen in a tomb, and then they run into this big hippo with dreads. <laughs> uh, we also have like, an alligator with dreads, but um, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Those are the fingers. Um, there's this humanoid, looks like eight foot tall hippo, sounds like Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> very interesting choice. Yeah. Um, it, it still looked a little fake um, compared yeah, to you can people. Tell it's CGI, but very good. I mean, the detail was there. Yeah. I mean, we've come a long way. <laughs> a really, really big hippo, um, probably like 12 feet tall, but um, <laughs> really nice, though. Um, was really trying to help them out to balance the yeah. skills. But um, she, she took their two hearts, put them on the scales, and they weren't balanced. But pretty much she said, well, if you want to make it to the other side, um, on the good side, then you're going to have to figure out yourself to balance these skills um, before we get to where they judge them. So they go back into some memories and some of the memories they don't really, or some of them like, like Mark, he doesn't remember one thing mm-hmm. or Steven doesn't remember one thing. But then this is when we get into some of the <clears throat> original history of um, Mark. And we see that he had a brother, a younger brother who I think looked up to him. Um, mm-hmm. But he was following him one day into this kind of like tomb or cave area and he ended up drowning. And Mark felt very guilty for that. But his mother blamed him for it and just, I mean, she hated him. Right. She, she was, I mean, she was, she was a little, I thought it was a bit dramatic. But um, <laughs> yeah, they laid it on thick that she hated this boy. Obviously, look, he was her favorite. Um, never liked Mark. And now she just mentally, and alluded to physically abusing him yeah so badly the dad what were you doing (laughs) what were you doing he was like well he did lead him in there (laughs) he didn't say that but (laughs) kind of just like yeah go ahead and beat him i mean he did kill our other son i'll give him i'll give him a high five when you're done make sure you know you're still loved yeah, the father, he was just on standby. He didn't really do anything. He, I think he wanted to support his son, but maybe he was too afraid of the mother. Um, she was very strong will, and, you know, he's just, you know, just happy, happy wife, happy life. So let her go ahead and beat up on him. He didn't want to get beat on, so that's why he didn't intervene. I have to imagine it was, you know, he, she's going to go upstairs, like, okay, well. I'm just staying out here and drink some coffee or something till she's done. But I mean, <laughs> right. But really beat up this kid. And But this is where you see where Steven is born. Because, you know, Mark is running to the room and then the personality Steven comes out. He adopts this British um, accent, which is very laid on thick and, um, and kind of cartoonish. And I think it's, because it's based off of a, of a movie that he liked growing up, Stephen Grant, the doctor, who was like an Indiana Jones type character, um, was his Stephen persona. So whenever Mark was in trouble, Stephen came in and made the memory good. Um, and really what this is breaking down is his personality disorder being 
set off or started by the abuse that he received as a child. And it's like, to this point, nothing in this show has been deep, but when it goes there, the, like the, the whole like pace of the show just stops. And it's like, she beat this kid so bad. He developed a disorder. But it's just there for character development for our sake. It's so conscious you can come in and save his life. But this is like that, that's the show. Like that should be a serious focal point. But it's just a few minutes. Yeah. That's just how we got Steven. We like Steven. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very traumatic for him. Um, the, the the childhood trauma definitely shaped the rest of his life. I mean, those early years definitely do shape the rest of your life. But I think he was a little bit older. He he was probably yeah. at least 10. Yeah, 10 or 11, yeah. Yeah. But um still shaped the rest of his life. And um you know, he developed another personality. Right. And uh you know, we'll get to it in the end, but there is another one. Right. Um <laughs> I think um what really made me feel bad whenever um, we go into the, maybe the next memory, I think, um, where Stephen wants to go in and he keeps him. No, don't go in. Um, but it's memory of whenever he goes back when his mom died. He tries to go to the to the house and he's Jewish. Um, he he has a star of David and he has a cap on. Um, and I didn't know this, but I was looking up some stuff after watching. And if you notice in that scene, all the mirrors are covered, and it's because. In, I guess in the Jewish tradition, you don't you cover all the mirrors during this kind of like wake service. Um, so like, I guess the focus is on the, the one that's past and not yourself. Um, but he can't go into the house um, and mirrors and reflections can be rolled in this because he's always looking in mirrors and reflections and seeing his other selves, seeing Stephen or seeing Mark. Um, but he's in the street, he can't walk in because he's filled with grief um, sees dad in the window. Dad says, come in. I'm sorry. Come in. Um, and he can't, and he gets in the sidewalk beating his head. He's like, oh my. And, and that is, that was hard to watch. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much pain, um, there. And then he snaps into Steven and you see the beginning of Steven. What he thinks is falling asleep is his personality switching. And it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, every time he has some kind of, um, I guess uh thing that he can't deal with, he switches over to Steven. Um, and we do get some of that before we know what's happening. You know, when he blacks out and, you know, he's kind of like shaking and you uh -huh. get that dramatic music. It's, it's actually really nice the way they do it. Oh yeah. I think these <laughs> switches are um, very creative. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I like the in internal battle because Stephen is like, oh, this is my purpose. I was created and I, I, mom wasn't great. Um, so he's kind of sad about that, but he's also like, I got to protect Mark. Like I am the strong one. I did this for him. But then Mark is like, you're a punching bag. I was <laughs> awful to you. I let you only experience the worst things in life. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting internal struggle they have with one another because they're the same person and it's weird having with one another and this whole journey through the um, mental ward that is his purgatory essentially um they get to talk it out and see and try to come to some kind of solution about what's what's wrong now throughout this there are jumps that aren't explained right even in the first episode when he gets super violent um or a couple times he just kills people as he's fighting them um but it's funny, like whenever people die in the MCU, there's like deaths we don't talk about. Like, I don't know, the car crashes that Doctor Strange might cause. Um, <laughs> he flips a building upside down. Um, people die, right? Um, and then there's the deaths of like anger. The deaths that we see Steven do when he blacks out or, or whenever um, US agents slice a dude in half in the Winter Soldier series. Um, like those very angry deaths, they mean a lot. And um, here we don't, we see the death. We don't see how it happens. We just get black. Um, and you could assume it's Mark, but Mark is also confused. So it may, is it Steven? We don't know. Um, and it's, I like that. I like that hinting they did the entire time to the end to reveal who that probably was. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
because there is one scene where uh mark he's in control and he's trying to uh get some more information on finding where the tomb of Ammon is and these random guys you know they look like petty thieves or whatever and he's beating them up right npcs yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't have a wife and kids yeah um but they do some unnecessary things in the fight um some of the characters like one dude starts scraping the ground with a sword (laughs) (laughs) and then he also licks the sword i mean so stupid (laughs) and he ends up getting punched multiple times in the face um just unnecessary um but uh there's a moment where mark blacks out and then he ends up holding or stabbing one guy and he's falling and he's like what happened like steven what did you do and he's like oh that wasn't me and that's when we get more hints of okay there is probably another personality out there one very even more lethal than mark is because mark you know he'll this one don't care yeah doesn't care um but Mark, he'll kill people, but only mostly bad people <laughs> or anybody in his way. Um, but um, there is one scene or that same scene where he is fighting this younger uh, petty, petty uh, thug. And um, he does, he's kind of like a, I guess, teenager, maybe. And when, instead of punching him, he slaps him a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's the only one left at the moment. And Kanshu tells him, uh, take him to the ledge. He'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes him to the ledge, holds him by, I guess, a little tie that he had around his neck. And then dude just talks in a different voice, cuts off the tie and then falls to his death. He's like, oh, I thought he would talk. <laughs> That was funny. I, I, aren't you my favorite character in this? I want more of him. I love his commentary. Yeah, he's like a better Venom, or from from <laughs> the civilized. movie series. Right, right, yeah, a better live action inner voice, um, who's like all knowing, but he's still just actually guessing the entire time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, take him to the ledge. He'll talk. <laughs> yeah. No, commits suicide. Huh. Yeah. Why did he talk in that? different voice i was like that is not right that's not his voice <laughs> i wait i don't know because he i i don't know i swear it was arabic or something um and yeah it's not really explained random thug follower of of um harrow and his his gang um so yeah i don't know yeah um but just getting back to the um the psychiatric ward there is a part where ethan hawk as a psychiatrist because we do kind of go back and forth in between them figuring mm-hmm. out that backstory and then talking to ethan hawk um he's trying to tell him you know you're sick we're trying to help you and he says do you want to talk to your mother you know she's on the line we can call her right now and this is at steven mm-hmm. and then he don't, gives don't, him the don't phone do that. no don't <laughs> Don't call her. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize there's nobody on the line. Um, and I think they did kind of allude to her dying, right? I think I think at that at that point we knew she was dead. Um, up until that point, Stephen had called his mom and he woke up. He was like, "Okay, head off to work. Uh, traffic is busy." Um, like to gators, okay. <laughs> and he just ne- he never got a response. Um, you know, he just say, "Oh, got your machine again. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing fine." Um, you know, and at a certain point, there was a scene where you could see that he wasn't on the phone. The screen was on his home screen, right? And sometimes it's accidents, right? But MCU's smarter than that. So it was on purpose because he wasn't actually talking to someone. And it's like stuff like that is when you get, I mean, the man is mentally, he needs help, right? Because even as Steven, when he thought he was actually Steven, a real person, he was making fake phone calls. Yeah. It was really sad. It was really sad. Um, that, that brought some realism to it. Yeah. Um, 
but he also needs to balance the skills, but they're running out of time. And then um, these random zombie looking people come onto the boat that's heading towards where they get judged. And um, they end up taking uh, Steven overboard when he was trying to save Mark because Mark was about to be carried overboard. And then Mark is the one who's taken to, you know, the, the afterlife in, in, in like heaven. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he doesn't feel right. He's like, you know, uh, Steven's back there. He saved me. You know, I got to go back for him. So he tells the dreaded hippo, um, <laughs> the dreaded up hippo, you know, I'm going back for him. <laughs> Can't get over those dreads. And I mean, the alligator has even longer dreads. I mean, those things are to the ground. Yeah, they were dragging. You couldn't see the end of them because they were dragging and they were heavy. Uh. <laughs> I mean, those things would probably not go over. Those, those dreads are probably so heavy. <laughs> alligator dreads. Um, and the alligator is Amit, the one that Arthur Harrow releases. Right. Um, and all of that has happened in the background because he, you know, he killed Mark and um, took the the little um, Amit and said, um, "I'll be your humble servant in Avatar if you should allow it." And um, of course, you know she does. He said, "You better to me alive doing this um, while I take over everything." I wouldn't say that he's much of a compelling character, Arthur Harrow, mm-hmm. but I think he fit his role, like what he needed to do. Do you think, who do you think was the villain here? <laughs> it's, oh, I think there's multiple villains. Um, <laughs> I think there's a villain inside of Mark or, okay. or inside of the body, which is Khonshu. Right. Um, and also Amit and Arthur Harrow. Um, now Arthur, he did receive some, some, um, maybe some abuse from Khonshu whenever he was his avatar. I mean, that's alluded to because he's always saying that he suffered from him and he's going to make him pay. I'm going to do what you wanted to do. Can you imagine Uh, him in the suit though? Uh, I don't, do you mean like, I guess in shape or I'm both. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I look pretty goofy. He is a little slim, but I mean, uh, Oscar great. Isaac is not like really buff either. No, he's not. I mean, they did the CGI when he was in the in the buff version of the suit. But I would like to see Arthur Harrow's Moon Knight. I, I feel like it, it wouldn't live up to. It. It'd probably be like in a robe or something. Like it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't be in that suit. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess they can pick the kind of suit they want. <laughs> yeah, based on uh, feelings, I guess. Or yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, he's as far as the villain. I mean, I guess there's multiple villains all around. Because I, Moon- I think I think Kanchu is a villain, <laughs> and Ahmet is really just doing what Kanchu does, just doing it prematurely, and Kanchu. I mean, he's really using and abusing this man, Mark. He pretty much said, you have a mental problem. I like that. I can't work with that. You're broken. I'm not going <laughs> to fix you. I'm going de- to break you more so you forget you're broken. Pretty much what he did. Um, <laughs> and we and also... Yeah, and we, we also do see where um, the beginning of how he was able to become Moon Knight. Right. Uh, because he was some kind of mercenary. Um, his wife was along with them, or some at some point she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her father was involved. Right. And she gets angry and asks, this is before he gets killed by Arthur. But she asks, like, what, what happened to my father? He was there, um, but there was somebody who betrayed them and then uh, pretty much injured him. And that's when he was able to um, go to that tomb where Khonshu is and get the powers. But he had to promise Khonshu that he would serve him and do all the things as Moon Knight. The travelers of the night. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where it all began. Um, 
but Mark does go back and he saves uh, Stephen, and they go back and try to save, I guess the the Middle East or I, I guess it's Egypt where they are. Yes. Um. So yeah, they, there's a big CGI fight with you know uh, alligator with dreads and <laughs> Kanshu, which looks like a skeleton of some yeah old bird. He looks, he looks like a mummified bird humanoid thing. I would love to see what he looked like with skin and hair. <laughs> um, but it's kind of his thing. And you know, I, I looked up, you know, maybe why is he depicted that way? And people think it's because unlike the other gods, he still is very active with not a lot of followers. So he's gotten weak and old as while they rested. Ah, okay. But yeah, we do get that fight, you know, they fight back and forth to do some kind of um, ritual to get Amit back into um, her little stone thing. And uh, the other personality comes out whenever Mark is fighting because he's kind of losing against Arthur. And the other personality comes out and, you know, he's just holding him about to stab him. Because almost every time that that happens, pretty much all the bad guys are beaten up or right. killed. <laughs> it's like you put in you put in that final um, finisher move. Finish him, right? And you couldn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, everything wraps up pretty well. Um, he kind of leaves Arthur there to kind of uh, pay for his sins, put puts him in prison. But then at the end, um, he gets released, Arthur, and he's put into this car. And then Khonshu's right there where he can see and talk to him. And then he's like, I would like you to meet, I think it's Jake, maybe? Jake Lockley. Yeah. And he just, <clears throat> he's a, a personality with just a straight mean face, just like no words, just bam kills the guy <laughs> and then it ends um and i felt like i was like wait a minute i need some more of this yeah. like like i feel like this was really just starting to get going yeah pretty much i mean towards the end Kanchu had tricked um mark and steven into thinking that their deal was done after they defeated um what's her face um amit um, yeah amit once they defeated her yeah, I released you out of your contract. And he did. He released Mark and Steven. He did not release Jake. <laughs> and that's just, that's, 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 we should call adult services. Like that is abuse. Yeah. Abuse. He, he keeps <laughs> taking advantage of this man. I mean, who knows? There might be another personality. I mean, I, I haven't really read right. the comics, but. Um, right. Those are the three main ones. They're portrayed very differently in the series in the comics. In the comics, um, Stephen is more like Bruce Wayne, and Mark's about the same, the main character, um, and and Jake is portrayed similarly. But the biggest difference is Stephen, in the way that's he's portrayed, whereas he's like a rich billionaire philanthropist um, in the comics, instead of here as uh, I don't know what the, the common Brit <laughs> in Egypt. Oh, but he, no, he's in London. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, he's, London. Right, London. He's Lon in London. London. <laughs> <laughs> but also, how is he able to just carry these two personalities where he's just able to go across the world? Like he, he's trying to hold down a gift shop job at a museum <laughs> while also being a mercenary across the world. Well, I think he's often late to work. I think they said it a couple of times. <laughs> but somehow, I don't know. I don't know if Kanchu is teleporting him when he feels like it or what. But I had a thought. How do you get to Egypt? How do you get there? What money? With what money? How do you pay rent at this house? At Stephen? <laughs> when did you sign a lease? <laughs> Whose lease is it? Under Mark? Stephen? Who's paying these bills? When you're Mark and you don't work at the gift shop, where do you get your money? I don't know. I guess he steals it, maybe. 
maybe these things are not alluded to. If Mark eats, is Stephen hungry or is he full? I don't know. These are the things. I don't think he ever eats in this show, but I mean, we don't need that. He does not. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought the show was really starting to get going just when it ended. Um, it's still very interesting um, from what we got from the show, but I felt like we were just getting to know who Mark and Steven were and um, the, the character Moon Knight. So, I mean, I have heard that it was originally supposed to be just one season, but when you mm-hmm. end it like that, you got to have another one. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I hope they do. I hope they bring that back um, because it was very entertaining for sure. Also, I don't know where he fits with everybody else. Um, mm. He's not much of a hero. Now, I mean, he yeah. he might save some people, but that's not his mission. He's more like a hero who's going to be on scene if he already cares. And if you happen to be there, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like he'll be pursuing someone and the Avengers will happen pursuing the same person. The Mark started the chase. Yeah, but he doesn't really know who he is. He does not. And also his name was dropped in, I think, Captain America went to a soldier. Oh. Um, when they were talking to, you can probably look it up, but they were talking to this guy that was, I think, a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something when, mm-hmm. when um, they were on the run because they said uh, Stephen Strange um, Moon Knight and uh, somebody else, Spider-Man mm-hmm. way back in 2014. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they would know about him. <laughs> I don't think many people really know about this character, right. even in the world of Marvel. But um, pretty interesting. Where would you rank this show compared to the other ones? Um, I think I like it more than Winter Soldier or Captain Captain Falcon or uh, and the Falcon. Um, WandaVision was still a more thrilling piece i think i still wanted more of that um than this but they were different very different but i enjoyed it i really liked it i did um i definitely watch it again i, th- I want there to be more seasons um i don't know where they go or what they do but he's definitely not a world building character um definitely kind of on his on his own i think you have inter- interesting interactions with like dr strange for example He's the only superhero I could think of that would like seek him out or know who he is without him telling, you know, kind of sensing the other presences. Um, even able to separate them, maybe. I don't know if that's like going to different dimension or the mirror dimension and being able to speak to them individually. Um, I could see him going to Dr. Strange for help, uh, to quiet the voices or even talking to Conchu, but other heroes i don't necessarily see how they mesh with him maybe thor i don't know not many loki would yeah but but not many um but i actually do rank this one pretty highly and i think over time now initially i did really like wandavision but the beginning is very very slow it is it's like um, a waste of two episodes. It's like, okay, there's going to be a whole episode, though. And, I, and also, I didn't watch Moon Knight, you know, every week. I watched it mm. when it all came, oh, it had already all come out. Yeah. Um, so maybe that played a factor in it. But WandaVision is on the lower side for me. Just looking back. Um, I mean, it's it's probably up there with, um, what is it called? Uh, now, I mean, I didn't dislike it. But uh, Hawkeye, it's still okay. a really good series, but I think it's somewhere around there. I mean, there's some rubbery stuff in there and the whole floating <laughs> around in the air. I mean, it all that stuff that happened in WandaVision, the big CGI fight, fit more in what we got in Doctor Strange, which we yeah. are going to review. Because um, it, it didn't seem out of place. But um, 
yeah, th- this one is pretty good, and I highly recommend it. I I do as well. I do as well. All right, so let's give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the TV series Moon Knight? I rate it as a low banger. I think it's definitely watchable, definitely a fun time. Um, it's a puzzle. Try to put it all together, but see if you can before um, Mark or Steven. Um, and it's also fun to think, who do you think is the main character? Is it Mark or Steven? I feel like Mark is the real is the real boy, but Steven <laughs> is the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mark is definitely the real boy. He's the original person. Um, but I'm going to go with a mid-level banger. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's very good. Yeah. Um, very, almost like a psychological thriller, but also has a lot of action. Um, I think the fighting is pretty good, but I mean, I've seen it before. <laughs> um, that's not, not really the best part of the show, but still pretty good and definitely highly recommend. Um, but I uh, think that does it for us in AIM Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, you can click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>